Next guest of today, I'm so excited to welcome back on the program because I feel like it's been such a long time since I've spoken to the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's so nice to talk to you this week. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very hot and sweaty, as I'm sure everyone in Hong Kong is at the moment. Yes, uh, it's so it's 30 degrees. Oh, I can't even yep. imagine um, not having the, the AC on, but it's, oh. a, it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Mm, and how was your typhoon weekend? Yes, it was It was uh, non-eventful. Uh, we just stayed at home uh, watching the winds. It was quite rainy, I have to say. It was more rainy than, at least where I lived, it was more rainy than, than other typhoons that we've experienced. But it's always exciting when you, when you have little kids and strong winds outside and they're like, oh, it's so windy. Can we go outside? It's like, no, not really. Oh, Maybe yeah. next time I trade children with you for the period of the storm because <laughs> yours sound like they were delightful. <laughs> they would have stayed indoors. Mine Why would you climbing up the wall? <laughs> but I, I bumped into I bumped into um, a friend and I asked her how hers her weekend was, um, and she sort of said, "Oh, it was just it was a lot of pizza," <laughs> and I completely understood, you know, that feeling like even though you're at home and you think you've got lots of time and you could be whipping up these wonderful family meals, you have no time because you're constantly trying to keep everyone from killing each other and occupied and having fun. I just realized that feeling of like being a parent and having a weekend where you're like, let's just order a pizza, just order a pizza, just order a pizza. Right? <laughs> like that That's just the solution to a problem is just get a pizza. There's something magical. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it sort of saves time. You don't have to have any cutlery. Well, at least I don't eat pizza with cutlery. Um, I, I must admit, my, my mother does. And it's so strange. I'm like, why do you eat it with a knife and fork? And she's oh. like, um, I, I don't know. She doesn't have a good reason. I'm, I'm sure she's seen someone do it and thought, oh, that's fancy. I'm going to do that too. And it's just oh, so weird. Um, maybe. Bless her. Yeah. But it's just such a good food to have if you have little ones or just if you don't oh, you so want easy. less dishes to do. It's so easy. But then I just kind of realized the kind of ubiquitousness of a pizza. And I have to be honest, like, I can't say that I would be like, I love pizza, right? Like, I wouldn't be like, I, if I could have anything to eat, I would want to eat pizza all the time. Like, actually, to be completely honest, pizza, like most of the time I'm left thinking, nah, it was all right. I could have taken it or leave, left it. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't life changing, but it is super convenient. So I thought we'd talk about it a little bit because it, there is something of like kind of anywhere you go in the world, you should be able to find a pizza, right? Yes, that's right. It's you know? everywhere. Um, and of course, this, you know, the thing is, it has a 1000 year history and it is one of, you know, pizza is one of the most important symbols of Italy, but we forget that because it's everywhere, right? Um, and so it's kind of an interesting idea. Now, where did it originate? Well, in apparently in the Near East, when agriculture was still new, humans figured out that cooking a wet dough of roasted and ground cereals or unleavened bread on a stone was a good way to get something tasty and original to eat. Like if we squash the dough and then we bake the dough, it's really yummy. Right. So <laughs> that's really great. And then, But it was actually thanks to the ancient Egyptians who discovered yeast that the history of what we know as pizza began, because after leavening, the dough made of um, the dough that they had made of cracked or milled cereals became softer, lighter, tastier, and easier to digest, and that's how bread first came into being. Right. So, 
It's quite true. Like, you know, you know, you need to let wait for your dough to rise and to all those sorts of things to have bit. a really yummy yeah. piece of pizza. Um, now, Roman pizza, um, so when we talk about when bread is invented, the development of pizza continues with innovations in ancient Rome. So here, peasants um, learn to cross the various types of kind of farrow wheat to create flour. And they needed these things as water, herbs, salt, and they put this sort of round loaf um, to cook on the on the hearth in hot ashes, right? So it's actually really interesting. So they kind of, and then they kind of realized that this sort of uh, disc of bread could hold sauce. Um, so like, it's like this incredible, like, like building on the person you before you. You your words, disc yeah. of bread holding the yes, sauce. <laughs> absolutely, they held sauce. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Now, when we look at the term um, pizza, in the first, uh, the kind of first historical documents about that, um, in the seventh century AD, with the arrival of the Lombards in Italy, um, a new kind of Gothic Lombard word. So this is a type of, uh, it's like a language kind of began to circulate, um, and this word was bizo, sometimes piso or bizen in German, meaning bite. But it wasn't until around the year 1000 AD that the first official documents we have, like which I'm guessing is like, you know, scraps of papyrus or whatever, had the term pizza appear. Um, like there was one dated um, 1195 AD and drawn up in Penne in Italy where um, they referred to pieces and pizzas, uh, which was kind of typical baked products in that time. Because I guess it's that idea of like the biting of something, right, as well. And then, you know, you keep going and, and they've, you know, so they've looked at this flatbread, they've put sauce on it. Um, they've, they've, they've even experimented in the south with bits of basil. And then we have the tomato. And of course, this is when we get to 1600, <laughs> we get to the beginning of like our modern pizza where people were starting to use tomato and then even some cheese and some basil and stuff like that on top of it as well. So it's quite, it's quite interesting in that way. It does have this sort of um, thing, how it kind of spread around the world. And then we have like the pizza margarita, and this is all happening in Italy. But then, of course, um, between the 19th and 20th centuries, pizza became even more popular. And in the time, all these variations of taste were born. So the second wave of pizza's popularity took place after the Second World War, when pizza left the borders of southern Italy and started coming upward to the top of the kind of, like you know, think of Italy looking like a boot, right? Oh, yeah. And then with Sicily yes. at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, kicking Sicily. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they kind of went to the top of the boot. Um, and this is when there was kind of an industrial boom and sort of thousands of migrants moved from the south of Italy to the north of Italy. And of course, brought their customs and their food with them. And that included pizza. And they started making pizza for their fellow migrants. And gradually, once they were successful, also for local people. And then by the 1960s, pizzerias were springing up all across the country. And of course, over the next few years, across the world. And now, like I said, you know, I've been to many, many foreign countries where there is a pizza. You walk past a pizza place. You know, it doesn't matter if their cuisine is so different to pizza. You will probably find a, pe a pizza somewhere wherever you are. Right. That's right. Um, I'm just <laughs> when you and, and there are different variations of it. Some with like fusion, fusion pizza. Mm -hmm. When you have, um, I mean, I've seen uh, Peking duck flavor uh, pizza before, um, and also just the different uh, bases as well. You mentioned tomato paste just a uh, base just now, but now Thousand Island. I was going to say Thousand Year Egg, but that sounds really. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is a Thousand Year Egg pizza. There definitely will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and a Thousand Island pizza. So the, the, the the, the evolution of pizza bases have also changed, uh, sauces that they use for the pizza also changed as well. 
It's absolutely. And I mean, like, if we think about Hong Kong, I think the most adventurous I've ever seen in Hong Kong was um, seafood and peach oh. in the fruit. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. where do you it's... stand, Cruz? I'm glad you brought up the fruit peach. Where do you stand with the whole pineapple and pizza? Oh, I do debate? like, I like pineapple and pizza. Yeah, I That's do, actually. Me too. But yeah, there's so many people who freak out when... A Hawaiian pizza. I mean, I don't really eat pork, um, yeah. but I still like pineapple on pizza yeah. but it's not from hawaii it oh. was invented by canadians what really yep yep <laughs> true story it was invented by canadians but i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely there for that trend i think it's brilliant yes. um but it's like you said like these things happen in different cultures and different countries and there's lots of different ways that people make pizza and of course like you know when there was the kind of rise of like i think back to when we were kids in hong kong and you could always order a Pizza Hut pizza, you know, like as kids, as a kid's party or something. We didn't really have delivery food options, but you've always been able to. I mean, now, obviously, you can you can order from a, the Ritz-Carlton if you wanted to. You mm. can order from absolutely anywhere. Any kind of cuisine in any restaurant in Hong Kong is obviously completely equipped for delivery. But that wasn't always the case, right? And it was like you could order from Pizza Hut. If you wanted food to come to your home, like 30 years ago, it, could, it had to come from Pizza Hut, right? Um, but it's that, that that kind of thing of like it'd be a certain kind of pizza. But now you've got that like rise of kind of gourmet pizzas where things have got like you know like feta and ol- like like calamata olives and like caviar or whatever else it is that people put on fancy pizzas today. <laughs> but it's still really 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 popular and it is this kind of like comfort food favorite that you know as you said it's like it's easy. Most people tend to eat it, like it, tolerate it, you know, um, in, in some way, shape or form. In fact, in the US, 350 slices of pizza are eaten every second. How many? 350 <gasps> slices of pizza a second. A second. A second. <laughs> a second. So in this conversation we're having, thousands and thousands and tens of hundreds of thousands of pieces of pizza are probably going to be eaten by the time we finish chatting on the audio column today, right? Yeah. Um, so that's 21,000 slices in a minute. Like, that's it's crazy. it's mind-blowing. Um, apparently, more than 2 million Pizza Hut pizzas are sold during the Super Bowl, like Super Bowl Sunday in the U.S. So this is like a really major staple for that event, um, which is incredible. So an average of 2.5 um, million pizzas being sold from Pizza Hut alone on that one day, which is mind-blowing uh, uh, because yesterday when we had and- andrew dambina on he he sort of said the number one food the champion food of theme parks is fried chicken so i'm, I'm i guess pizza because i thought pizza mm. would be popular so i'm glad to hear that pizza has taken some sort of a because it's just an easy food to eat you know you, you can it's eat it so one-handed easy. um you don't even need a plate really oh absolutely and i think it's like and of course like you think about like i remember with the first time i ever traveled to new york and I thought you meant to have like a New York pizza and it was like so novel to be able to order one piece of pizza, but it was like one piece of pizza that was the size of a human body, right? So like, (laughs) it was like a huge piece of pizza. But yeah, it's quite amazing that it has this sort of, this kind of like, there's actually somewhere in New York that is um, called Lombardi's, which is um, was a grocery store and it started selling pizzas in 1905 and it has a placard that says it was the first pizza shop pizzeria like it gets that claims that title that's a big claim 
It's a big claim. Yes. Um, and they say about 13% of Americans eat pizza on any given day. So it's quite a large portion of your population, really. Uh, I wonder what it would be like in Hong Kong. Um, I think people in Hong Kong have such, we have such varied tastes, right? Like people eat so many different things, even in the course of a day. Like Hong Kong people are such foodies. Um, you know what I mean? It's quite, I wonder what it would be like here, how, how often people have pizza. I would say we probably have pizza at least once every two or three weeks in our house for convenience sake. What about you? Yeah, I'd say we have pizza about twice a month. Yeah. Yeah, right. E- easily, because it's just something that's easy. We can order in, or sometimes we'll go to um, a, a restaurant. Um, that there's a really lovely uh, Japanese fusion, uh, Japanese affordable Italian food place that we've discovered. I must tell you a little bit more because mm. I can't really say the, the the company on air, but I'm sure if our yeah. listeners Google that they'll see affordable Italian Japanese chain, um, and they do really good pizzas there, which was you know so surprising that the pizzas are quite small they're sort of your your average um 10 inch pizza they're not really that big at all but you know you know we, we don't need to have a, a lot of pieces you can have um, you can try different flavors and they have some very interesting flavors as well exactly what what you said they have caviar um <laughs> uh, or fish row uh, flavor pizza which is kind of interesting uh teamed with other seafood i mean they only sprinkle like a, a handful of it it's not really caviar but um and yeah it's quite nice how fascinating. But it is, it's kind of like this cultural thing. And um, I remember there used to be this thing that out of the States, like I think it was like when we were kids, I don't think it's true anymore, of this um, this kind of fact that like in the US, a pizza will get ha- clo- um, get to your house faster than an ambulance. Do you ever remember that? Oh, I, yeah, some, something like that. Or if they don't deliver it within a certain time, yes, um, yes. then they'll give you another one for to, free. Or, or I think they had to drop that in the US because somebody got into an accident. Oh. Like, you can't have delivery people rushing around trying to make a 30-minute window all the time because it's actually quite dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think they had to stay to backtrack on that particular claim. But um, it's quite, yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, but yes, they even, um, NASA have even funded and tested a 3D printer that can make pizza for astronauts. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, they were saying that astronauts, um, you know, have said how they crave pizza when they're in space. And you're like, yeah, fair, you would. You'd want your comfort foods, right, so regardless of where you are in the world. And there was a 3D printer that can make a pizza in half of the time. Um, and, that, and that could, with a whole load of different toppings, which I can imagine would be a, wonderful, but also impractical to eat in a zero-gravity situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't probably do that. Um, Apparently, the most popular topping in the U.S. is um, pepperoni. That's the most popular one. And apparently, on average, every year, Americans consume more than 250 million pounds worth of this particular topping. Mm. Like, a lot of pepperoni goes through the the digestive tracts of people in America. It's, like, huge amounts. Like, people really, really love pepperoni pizza, which I, I get. It's tasty, right? Pepperoni pizza is pretty tasty. Um I don't know. It's too salty. Well, I mean, personally, I prefer, I don't know, what what kind of pizza? Yeah, I I guess Hawaiian pineapple. You can't go wrong with it. I've admitted it. can't go wrong with pineapple. I think, yeah, I do think um, pineapple on a pizza is absolutely delightful. Um, But, yes, so they also say that, you know, there's no reason that a piece of pizza can't actually be quite a balanced, healthy item in terms of, like, uh, tomato sauce, um, obviously, uh, 
pureed uh, concentrated tomato has a lot of lycopene in it, which is really, really good for us from tomatoes. And often, I mean, other than if we're eating pasta sauce with tomato, we probably wouldn't eat that much tomato. But we kind of do without thinking about it when we have a few pieces of pizza, right? And, of course, if you have, like, a thin crust pizza you're not having like huge amounts of dough or whatever it is and things like that i think the most innovative thing i've ever seen from my own family is um the ability to um kind of like upper an oven pizza from the supermarket because they always are a little bit disappointing right mm. you know like they never quite hit the same they never quite hit they don't right. look the same as they do on the no. box you no know? they don't no, they don't. And I have to say that I've always thought my mother was an innovator because what she'll do is she'll get an oven pizza and then she will add to it. And I was like, that's genius. Why not put some extra cheese on it and some other yummy things? It like totally revolutionizes the oven pizza. So I'm just sharing that bit of <laughs> nugget of knowledge with our listeners. What that, sorts you know, of things do, uh, does your mum add on? Maybe we can take some ideas. Uh, maybe anchovies might be a good one. Yeah, it could be anything she's done. Anchovies, different vegetables, different mm. like meats and offcuts of stuff from the fridge but like nice. game changer noreen game changer leveling up pizza. yes i like yep. that i like that yep. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try that out yeah <laughs> it's a really good one but yeah so pizza's is real um like as i said like you know we we have like it's quite um it's quite monopolized by only a couple of different companies who are doing anything with it at the moment you know like pizza hut and domino's which are not super italian feeling and don't feel very authentic but i think it's uh, whenever there's a new pizza place opens up it'd be pretty hard for it to fail unless it really meant you know your pizza had to be pretty terrible i do have quite a few quotes to finish on today actually yep sure go for it um, the first one is an anonymous kind of quote that says, you can't make everyone happy, you're not pizza. <laughs> <laughs> this is delightful. From Bill Murray, unless you're a pizza, the answer is yes, I can live without you. I like that. I like that one too. He also has another one. He obviously talks about pizza quite a lot. He said, every pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard and believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then another anonymous quote, which was, beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, small, large, circle, square, thin crust, thick crust, stuffed crust, extra toppings. <laughs> but Aww. yeah, that also makes sense. Um, and then this one I thought was really funny, which was from Jandy Nelson, who said, I love pizza. Even when I'm in the middle of eating pizza, I wish I were eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one as well. Wow, Chris, thank you so much for your sharing on pizza this afternoon. I'm sure it's made a lot of our listeners hungry, so perhaps the pizza sales will increase as a result of today's audio column. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Cruz. No worries. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. See you.